Welcome to Divorce at Altitude, a podcast on Colorado family law. I'm Ryan Kalamea. Each week, along with my business partner and co-host, Amy Gosha, or an expert, we discuss a particular topic related to divorce or co-parenting in Colorado. In addition, we have created a short series of lessons that will take you through the legal process of divorce and answer your questions from simple to complex. Divorce isn't easy. The end of a marriage, especially when children are involved, brings a great deal of loss and change. We hope these practical tips and insights will help you on your journey to a new and better life. This is a how-to episode on divorce and illiquid assets. Now, in another episode in which I go over tangible and intangible assets, I described a scenario in which Eric Wolf and Melanie are going through a divorce and they are splitting up $10 million, of which 7.5 is a patent. Now, this gets into the problem of having illiquid assets and how that can change a Colorado divorce in terms of a property division. Now, in defining liquidity, Investopedia online says that liquidity describes the degree to which an asset or security can be quickly bought or sold in the market without affecting the asset's price. Cash is considered the standard for liquidity because it can most quickly and easily be converted into another asset. If, for example, a person wants a $1,000 refrigerator, cash is the asset that can most easily be used to obtain it. If that person has no cash, but instead they have a rare book collection that has been appraised at $1,000, they're unlikely going to find someone willing to trade them the refrigerator for their used uh, rare book collection. Instead, they will have to sell the collection and use the cash to purchase the refrigerator. That may be fine if the person can wait months or years to make the purchase, but it could present a problem if the person only had a few days. They may have to sell the books at a discount, instead waiting for a buyer who is willing to pay the full value. Rare books are therefore an illiquid asset. Now that Investopedia definition really strikes home for me because my father collects rare books and my mother and I look at him and say, dad, if you die, doesn't really help us to have a rare book collection because we don't truly understand the value of an F. Scott Fitzgerald first edition or something else in lost generation. So our criticism of our father is that it's an illiquid asset. Other examples of an illiquid asset that really come up in a cholera divorce are houses, cars, art, those sorts of things. Now, those are tangible assets and they are illiquid. It takes a while to sell a house and it's not something that is reduced to cash. So a $5 million house is not the same as $5 million in a bank account. Intangible assets that is arguably liquid would potentially be cryptocurrency. Now, illiquid assets going on an extension of the rare book collection would be a private business. Uh, stock options and restricted stock, which I describe in a how-to episode on executive compensation, are another example of an illiquid asset. To round out, we've got trust interests and pension plans. Those are illiquid assets that frequently come up in a Colorado divorce. Now, we don't simply chop everything in half, which is a common misunderstanding for people in a Colorado divorce, because you can't 
cut up in half that F. Scott Fitzgerald first edition. If you do, then it reduces its value, but you don't go down uh, the house and take a chainsaw and cut it in half. You have to take into consideration the liquidity, the taxes, and the timing when you are dividing property. So frequently what divorce attorneys do, and by extension, the court as well, is to look at who gets what in dividing property. And one factor is going to be the liquidity and or lack thereof. So in going back to our final example, where Eric has a $7.5 million patent, there might be a circumstance, and indeed there's likely going to be a circumstance in which there would be a disproportionate allocation of property. Or another consideration that the court is going to figure out if there is some sort of property division payment and Eric's going to have to be making payments to Melanie to buy out her interest or to offset her interest in that illiquid patent over time. And it may be something that court and Melanie are going to have to consider in finalizing that Colorado divorce. But for now, that is an overview of how illiquid assets can drive Colorado divorce with property. Thanks for listening or watching this short lesson on the Divorce Altitude podcast. If you found this helpful, please leave a review or share with a friend. It does help for others that are going through or thinking about a divorce in Colorado. If you want to find out more information, please visit kalamea.law or divorcealtitude.com. And that's K-A-L-A-M-A-Y-A.law. Remember, this is educational information. It's not intended to be legal advice. Please consult with an attorney about the particulars of your case. We're happy to answer questions. Feel free to give us a call at 970-315-2365.